It is the tradition of Cedarville University for the president to give a state of the university address on the Friday of homecoming. Today is that address. I always wonder what word to choose because we know everything that happens here happens because of the blessings of God. He's been kind to us. This year we had a video that we produced by Murray Murdoch, one of our longtime faculty members. You saw that earlier this week. At the end of that video, Murray Murdoch said these words. He said, Cedarville University is strong. It captivated me. I thought, you know, that's a good description. Recognizing that everything that happens, happens with the blessing of the Lord and comes to us from that. I thought strong is a good word to describe the state of the university right now at this current moment in time. So I am proud to announce to you this day that the state of our university is strong. It's not just strong, it's stinger strong. <laughs> For those of you who may not know, our mascot went on a workout program this summer. I, I think he probably went on CrossFit, right? You got it, you got it, yeah, all right. I try. Or if not CrossFit, then I would have to say it's got to be the faster way to fat loss because that was actually designed by Cedarville alumni Amanda Tress. And so being Cedarville, I guarantee you that's probably what it really was. Stinger has been doing a great job this year. Five years ago, I stood on this stage and gave an inauguration address where we talked about many things that we were gonna do and the Lord has been kind and has blessed us in ways that we could not have even imagined at that point in time. This is the strong class of 2022, freshmen. <laughs> 911 of you, 911 freshmen that's up 4.5% or 39 from our previous record. The previous record, sophomores who are now in the room. At 872 last year, and the Lord has been kind and sent us some marvelous students. If you're back, I hope you just get a chance to sit down and talk to some of our students. They are absolutely amazing. Our overall class is at 4,193 students. That's up 5.8% or 230 students from last year alone. Our grad programs are at an all-time record high of 434 students. Our college now program at an all-time record high of 414 students. And so on enrollment, the Lord has been incredibly kind to us. Our civil engineering program. Any of you guys in the room? That's right. We thought we were gonna start a civil engineering program and we estimated maybe we can get 10 students in it the first year. We didn't get 10 students in it the first year. We had 21 new students in it the first year. And then we had others who transferred into it. So we have a total of 30 students in that civil engineering program in the first class starting off. You can see the trend line there. God has been gracious to us. We owe him praise. We owe him thanks. Our enrollment is strong. Various areas within that are strong. And I'm pleased to announce to you that our cybersecurity area is incredibly strong. 
Just this past year, we launched a center for the advancement of cybersecurity. It didn't take them long. It was just like a month. And after that, they were designated by the NSA as a center of academic excellence in cyber operations. We've also started a new management-focused MBA track in cybersecurity online. In fact, our graduate programs are absolutely killing it. They are doing great in all of these different areas. So I say to you, whenever you think grad programs, think Cedarville University. It's not just in areas like this that we're strong, but I'm really excited about our new student center renovations. I think our new student center has a vibrant community that is strong. You can see here one of the clips from what was to what now is. You can see again the front of our theater and the changes that were made. Uh, we want to make sure that we have our yellow jacket, our stinger all over campus as we are the yellow jackets. So we put a really, really intimidating big one right in the middle of the student center. I love it. We've got to make sure that our core values are on the wall. So of course, love for God, love for others, integrity and conduct, excellence and effort is there. And we have to remind everybody that you have to go on a mission trip before you graduate. And so we have our see you go area as well. To the team that worked on this, our communications people, our physical plant people, they did a phenomenal job working hard all summer to make the Student Center a vibrant place of community. Would you join me in expressing appreciation to them? It's not just inside where the team is doing a phenomenal job working hard, but it's outside as well. I had one of our trustees who has a degree in horticulture tell me that he has never seen any place, including Cedarville University, look as great exterior on the landscaping as it does right now. And we have some people that work really hard. I got a text message with a photo the other day, about 9.30 at night, where we had some people out planting mums to make sure everything looked good for homecoming. Would you express your appreciation to those who make our ground so beautiful? At Cedarville University, we glorify God by being faithful stewards of all that he entrusts to us. That includes students in the classroom, it includes the grounds, it includes the buildings, it also includes finances. And I am pleased to tell you that our finances are very strong. We have been able over the past five years to pay down internal debt from a high of 7.4 million to zero. We have been blessed to be able to pay off our external debt from a high of 19 million to at the close of last year, 7.3 million. And at the close of this year projected, it'll be down to 5.3 million. So over the past five years, we have paid off over $19 million in debt. That's the Lord's blessing upon the institution. In addition to that, I've already told you about the largest estate gift ever of $3 million that has come in. We put $2 million aside to work on renovations every single year to make sure that we have no deferred maintenance. 
We've done a science and engineering renovation and expansion at $5 million. We completed a chapel renovation over in this building, in this room, for over $3 million. We built two townhouses and opened them at $2 million each. We've done Walker Hall and Jenkins Hall at $3 million each. We've built a physical plant because we had to move its location. We've done all of these improvements, which equates to about $30 million of investments over the past five years with zero debt and paid cash for all of it. That's a total of about $50 million. All of that means that our composite financial index, which is one in indicator of financial health, is at, is at an all-time high of 7.7. Now, here's what this means. We don't just want to be healthy. We want to be wise and strategic. So we are at a moment right now where we can invest back into the institution. So wouldn't it be great if we had something like, I don't know, a campus master plan? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. So you say, how in the world can I get involved in all the great things that's going on at Cedarville University? I have two ways for you. You can get involved and partner with us to train the next generation with academic excellence for a gospel purpose to stand for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ by helping us with scholarships at the President's Society. The President's Society has a couple of different levels that you can get in on. You can start for as little as $1,000. You can be in the leadership circle for $10,000. I would encourage you to pray about this. Students, I would encourage you to pray about others joining this because it helps your scholarships. So an army of prayer warriors, that's right, I've got one commitment, an army of prayer warriors will cause the Lord to call people to come together. You say, well, $1,000 might not be much, but if you can get 100 people to commit to give $1,000, it adds up and makes for great scholarships for affordability, and we wanna make sure that we do that and do that well. We also pray that people will come along and join in with us as we seek to transform lives through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word for godly service, vocational distinction, training that next generation with excellence, and we need to have some campus improvements to do it. So we have a campus master plan. We're just hoping to accomplish 25 major things over the course of the next year. This is a big vision. And we need people to come along and say, I want to be part of what the Lord's doing at Cedarville University. Now, there are some things here that we're really excited about. I could show you this. I think the thing the students are most excited about, what is it? So we've got some things we need to work on. We need more seats in chapel because we still have people standing at the back wall right now. So we can knock these two classroom walls out and create 320 additional seats. We'll do that. Chuck's at lunchtime is crowded. So we're working on that. We're working on some meals to go, some things of that nature. But the real fix is a 200-seat Chick-fil-A just across the other side of the lake that will pull a whole lot of people away. So we're working on that as well. But, you know, we have some buildings. And some of these buildings, they're really nice, and we're thankful for them, and we still use them. But the outside of the buildings don't really represent the quality of the program that's on the inside anymore. So we need to make sure we build a new liberal arts building on campus. 
So this is part of our 10-year master plan, and we hope many of you that graduated with the liberal arts areas will come back and help us make this happen. We have other portions of the campus where we're gonna work on our entrance, we're gonna work on our athletic facilities, so if you love our athletic teams and you wanna see them have better locker rooms and a weight room that is sufficient for NCAA D2 athletes, you need to come see us because we wanna get you involved in that project and you can help us take our athletic programs to the next level. You know, we also have the largest school on campus. The School of Business needs more space. It needs some space to grow. So we have a plan. We have a plan to develop a building that will include some area for our admissions office, some conference space because we've outgrown what we have. In fact, our parents' Q&A breakfast tomorrow has to be held in Chuck's because we don't have enough room in our conference space just to be able to fit everybody in there. So we've got to do a better job. So this is part of the vision here over the next 10 years to make sure that we do that. There are some other things we need to do out at the athletic facilities to make sure we have the right restrooms and other things. But one of the things you're going to care most about is student housing. Yeah. <laughs> student housing this year was so tight that we had to keep Faith Hall open yet another year. <laughs> and they're sitting right up there in the balcony, right? We love the ladies of faith. All right. But we're going to build a big dorm because faith, faith hall. Now, faith can last forever. Let me be clear. Faith hall cannot last forever. So the trustees just voted to build this dorm that I'm showing to you on the screen. This is a 300-bed dorm, 63,000 square feet, a central lounge in each of the three floors, wing lounges as well, cement block walls to keep the noise level down because 300 of you running around make a lot of noise, right? We want to create some community areas, so some space in the back where we can have a gas grill, we can have some time to hang out and just have a good opportunity for authentic, genuine Christian community, which is what we want. This new dorm We'll also include a parking lot. It'll include sidewalks all the way down to the soccer fields. You can see how it will fit in. We're going to start construction on that probably in about 30 minutes, and we'll have it open by the fall of 2020, a new 300-bed dorm. So I have an announcement to you to make about Faith Hall. Lord willing, we will use Faith Hall again next year. But the fall of 2020, Lord willing, the 300-bed dorm will allow us to take Faith Hall offline. So we'll keep walking by Faith Hall, and then after that, we'll keep walking by Faith. All right. As you look forward to the future, it's not just about buildings. And, and honestly, it's not about buildings like expanding the chapel or making things look prettier. It's really about quality space where teachers engage students and change lives for the gospel of Jesus Christ with academic excellence. It's all about aligning passion and aligning gifts so that you can go out with a vocational platform to further the gospel, to love God, to love others, and make sure that we are doing amazing things for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we not only need new buildings, we need to make sure we have the best programs. 
And so we will be starting a Masters of Athletic Training. <laughs> athletic trainer, I assume. That's right. All right. Approved by the trustees in May of 2018. We'll have this program launching in the fall as new students enter into it and then officially launch the master's portion of it in 2022 pending approvals. It's not just programs like this that we know we're starting with the trustee approval already. We're even looking at expanding out into some potential programs. So hear me clearly before I put the slide up. We are considering starting a PA program at Cedarville University. We are in the investigation phase of this program. As we do this, we know there are going to be startup costs. So if some of you would like to see a PA program at Cedarville University, we'd love to talk to you about how you can come alongside and help partner with us in order to make this a reality. We think this would be a great program that fits really well with us. Looking into the not so distant future, we also will be opening Cedar Care Village Pharmacy in January of 2019. This is going to be great for our pharmacy school. This is gonna be great for our students and for the community as we are able then to offer quality service and love our neighbors in the way that we should. You're gonna be able to get your prescriptions right down the road. We'll make that really convenient for you. So keep this in mind as you keep thinking about it. The Lord has been kind to us. But I need to tell you this morning that spiritually, Cedarville University is weak. We're weak because all of us struggle with the flesh. But the great news about being weak is that the Bible tells us when we are weak, he is strong. So on this campus, through the grace of the Lord, working in the hearts and lives of fallen people, rebels against the king who without the grace and mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ would still be rebels, we have an amazing student body, an amazing staff, and I believe we have the world's best Christian university faculty anywhere in the universe. Would you join me in expressing your appreciation to them? This past year, many of you listened and you went on summer mission trips. We had 25 summer teams in 21 countries, two states. We were one shy of 400 people participating. That's 100 more than last year. Listen to the quote given there. Quote, we were so moved by the ability and readiness of these students to intentionally articulate their faith in Jesus Christ wherever they went and wherever an opportunity opened up, end quote. All right, so 400 I'd love to see us double that. Every year, 800, 1,000, 1,500 of us going overseas on the mission field, making sure that we are sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So put that into your prayers. Lord, don't just ask him, Lord, would you have me go? Ask him this way, Lord, why would you have me stay rather than go? And where do you want me to go? Ask the question and let's get involved. We need to make sure that Jesus is glorified throughout the ends of the earth. This slide right here, this photo encourages my heart so greatly. I want all of your alumni and guests to see this. What happens the opening day, the first day back on a Sunday night when everybody shows up back to school? Think about universities all across our country and what typically happens on the first night you show up back to school. 
I can't mention some of the things that probably happen on the first night they show up back to school, but I can guarantee you at universities all across our country, things that are not glorifying God are likely happening. And yet here on this campus, through the leadership of students and SGA, there was a worship night. You see the photo up there. There was over 2,500 people in this auditorium praising King Jesus for over an hour. You want to know what the difference about Cedarville University and other schools is? It's this. We have students that love Jesus and want to give him praise. And so this encourages my heart, and I hope it encourages yours as well. It's not just at night in a voluntary worship service. It's every day in chapel. I'll show you this slide because somebody posted it. I don't know. It's one of you guys. And I grabbed it. So whoever it was, I guess I'm using it without permission, so I apologize, but that's okay. <laughs> you forgive me, right? I think you signed a waiver when you applied on the application or something. It's all right. <laughs> Just take a look at all the Bibles that are open. How many universities do you go to that have chapel every single day? And when you look around, people are not engaged. People are not listening. People are not seeking to learn and glorify God. And yet when you look at this, you see Bibles open everywhere. You see a few phones you'll see a few journals. You'll see a whole lot of Bibles. This encourages my heart because we have a group of students here that love the Lord. They want to learn. The word is preached in chapel. It's preached passionately with application to our lives. We are all growing closer in Christ. We are taking notes, at least the godly ones of us, right? We're taking notes every single day in chapel, making sure we know what the speaker's saying, what the Lord's saying to us. Anytime you start watching social media or the news or Twitter or whatever, and you get discouraged and you say, I just don't know what the future of this world is going to look like, come visit us in chapel and take a look around the auditorium at the students who are listening and reading the word of God and be encouraged because our Lord has not forgot his remnant and the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. How are we going to be strong spiritually? It's when we find our identity in Christ. This is the sermon series that I'm going through this year. It's been great for me to study the book of Ephesians, to look at what all the Lord says about who we are. They came up with a great image here. It's got the fingerprint. Does the fingerprint typically identifies who you are? But you'll notice inside that ID is the cross. Because if we find our identity in anything else, and that's the temptation of the world, right? Find your identity in what you do. Find your identity in what others say. Find your identity in possessions that you may have. And all of those things don't fulfill and they fade away. Our identity can only be found genuinely and truly in Christ. We are no longer in Adam or in Eve as rebels against the king. But through his grace and the mercy of the cross, we have been chosen, not rejected. We have been adopted, not left alone as orphans. We are no longer slaves, but we are free. We are children of the king. We have been predestined. We have been forgiven. We have been redeemed. We have been adopted. And that changes everything about our lives, about our classes, about our university. Everything is different because of Jesus Christ and his crucifixion on the cross and resurrection from the grave. That's what makes all the difference.
I stood on the stage five years ago and I said these words, we must fight against theological drift. You know, it's in our own lives, but it's in institutions as well. It's everywhere. Things don't drift to the right. Things always drift to the left. And if you don't fight against that current that's taking you to the left, you're just going to go with it. So in our lives, every day, we read our Bible, we meditate on scripture, we have our quiet times, we fight against the drift of going in the wrong direction. In that speech five years ago, I said, these are our weapons against theological drift. A strong doctrinal statement. A Bible minor for every undergraduate student. Chapel five days a week. And a biblical worldview in every classroom. I wanna say to you five years later, none of those have changed. We still must fight every day against theological drift in our own hearts and in our own lives and in our world and in our churches and in our institutions to make sure that we stand strong for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. So what does that look like on our campus? It's your 1,000 days. When you look back in scripture, you see various times of three years each. You see the Babylonian captivity you see, in that time, they took the best and the brightest out of Israel, and they brought them to Babylon, and they put them through a three-year educational system in hopes that they could reprogram them so they would be productive Babylonian citizens. They created a culture around them through the food and through the drink and through everything else to make them fit into a Babylonian society. I fear that's what's happening across our country is we are taking the best and the brightest out of the churches and we're putting them into secular universities with a humanistic evolutionary worldview and we're turning them out without an understanding of a proper foundation to truly live in a way that glorifies King Jesus in the way that we should. And I want to say to you that here at Cedarville University, we will not do that. The scripture is sufficient. It is authoritative. It is infallible and it is inerrant and it is our guide. And we will stand firm on those scriptures. And in every classroom, we will have a biblical worldview. We will have a strong Bible minor that focuses on a high view of scripture. We will make sure that we have chapel five days a week where the word is preached and applied to our lives so that the culture that we create and the academic excellence that we produce, aligns passion, aligns gifts, sends us out to do great things for the gospel of Jesus Christ and his glory and not our own. Woo! Jesus Christ walked with his disciples for three years. He ate with them. He told them stories. He lived life with them. We do the same thing. We do it in our residence halls with our RDs and our RAs. We do it with faculty members and advisors having meetings with students in offices, walking through the hallways together, worshiping together in chapel, eating meals in our cafeteria, chucks together. All of us live life together, and we're going to do that in a strategic and intentional way as close as we can to just like Jesus did so that we are pointing each other towards the cross, pointing each other towards the resurrection and the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Paul took his time and went to the wilderness to prepare for three years as he got ready for his vocational journey. You're here on this campus, those three-year moments, almost a thousand days, here for four years, but we send you home every summer. So roughly a thousand days here on campus, and what we want to do is take academic excellence, 
take the rigor of making sure that your gifts that God has given you are aligned with your passions to influence the world for Christ and to help love and serve others. And we want to make sure you get what you need so that you can be launched out to do great things for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Your 1,000 days, each one of those 1,000 days, strategic in every lecture, in every chapel sermon, in every mill and chucks, in every hallway conversation, so that at the end of your time, when you walk across that stage, it's as though we're shooting an arrow with pinpoint accuracy towards the goal, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's who we are. That's what we want to do. That's where we're going. We will be strong through the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ to stand firm for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, may you help us to remain strong and faithful even in our weakness through your word and through your spirit. Dear Lord, I thank you for the great students that you've sent us, for the amazing faculty and staff, for those who have gone before, for all of those who have put hard work into building this place that we love. I thank you for alumni and partners in ministry who've come alongside of us. Lord, we wanna do great things, not for our glory, but we want to do great things for your glory. We want to see lives changed. We want to be drawn closer. We want to be used in such a way that your name would be magnified throughout this world. So Lord, we ask you to take us and use us, to shape us and mold us. And Lord, we ask you to bring a great harvest as we go out and serve you all over this globe. It's in the precious name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. You are dismissed.